Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Promise I Won't Cry. I am your lovely host, Anjali. Way to sound so humble. But for those of you who don't know, like I said, my name is Anjali and thank you so much for tuning in. Today we have a very exciting episode because we have my new friend, Jeff, on the show. And Jeff is actually the host of his own podcast called Chill Cactus. And funny enough, our episode, well, I recorded an episode with him on Chill Cactus. I was his guest and it was the first time being a guest on somebody else's podcast or a podcast in general. So it was interesting being on the opposite end of instead of interviewing someone, and I've only like interviewed or chatted with two other people, but he's definitely interviewed a lot more people than I have. So it was interesting being now the interviewee instead of the interviewer. So he's the host of Chill Cactus, if I haven't mentioned already. And we talk about so many things from euphoria to who's the best Spider-Man and how I even started my podcast and how I got the name Promise I Won't Cry. So it's definitely a long one since we went on a lot of different tangents, but it's a good one, I promise. And I have to give a shout out to our friend Caitlin, who was the one that kind of brought Jeff and I together. She, I believe, posted my podcast onto her story, and of course he watched it, and then we got into contact, and now we have these two awesome episodes up. We're actually recording on the day that my episode on on Chill Cactus goes up. So today's Monday and my episode is already up on Chill Cactus if you want to go ahead and listen to it. It's really fun like I said and you definitely will have fun listening to this episode as well. So it's really fun that the episode already came out but we're recording another one and who knows maybe in the future we're going to record some more. So that will be fun. But yeah like I said we have Jeff on the show and I'm very excited to get a talk to him. We're definitely going to go more deeper I guess and being a little bit more vulnerable and open and just being very organic and having an organic conversation and I love talking about mental health and how we can help and how to bring awareness to it and breaking the stigmas that mental health has a lot of the times I feel like mental health kind of has a negative stereotype and in terms of if you're mental health isn't that great or if you talk about mental health you're either exaggerating or you're in a phase or you don't even know what you're talking about but that's completely false hey everyone welcome back to another episode of promise i won't cry i am your lovely host angeli way to sound so humble but for those of you who don't know like i said my name is angeli and thank you so much for tuning in today we have a very exciting episode because we have my new friend Jeff on the show and Jeff is actually the host of his own podcast called Chill Cactus and funny enough our episode well I recorded an episode with him on Chill Cactus I was his guest and it was the first time being a guest on somebody else's podcast or a podcast in general so it was interesting being on the opposite end of instead of interviewing someone and I've only like interviewed or chatted with two other people but he's definitely interviewed a lot more people than I have so it was interesting being now the interviewee instead of the interviewer so he's the host of Chill Cactus if I haven't mentioned already and we talk about so many things from euphoria to who's the best Spider-Man and how I even started my podcast and how I got the name Promise I Won't Cry so it's definitely a long one since we went on a lot of different tangents but it's a good one I promise And I have to give a shout out to our friend Caitlin, who was the one that kind of brought Jeff and I together. 
she, I believe, posted my podcast onto her story. And of course, he watched it. And then we got into contact. And now we have these two awesome episodes up. We're actually recording on the day that my episode on on Chill Cactus goes up. So today's Monday and my episode is already up on Chill Cactus if you want to go ahead and listen to it. It's really fun, like I said, and you definitely will have fun listening to this episode as well. So it's really fun that the episode already came out, but we're recording another one. And who knows, maybe in the future, we're going to record some more. So that will be fun. But yeah, like I said, we have Jeff on the show and I'm very excited to get a talk to him. We're definitely going to go more deeper, I guess, and being a little bit more vulnerable and open and just being very organic and having an organic conversation. And I love talking about mental health and how we can help and how to bring awareness to it and breaking the stigmas that mental health has. A lot of the times I feel like mental health kind of has a negative stereotype and in terms of if you're mental health isn't that great or if you talk about mental health you're either exaggerating or you're in a phase or you don't even know what you're talking about but that's completely false so I'm very excited for you all to listen to it and I hope you all enjoy and let's get into the episode hey guys so we're here with Jeff Jeff do you want to introduce yourself hey guys yeah I'm Jeff uh Jeffrey Ricklin uh I have my own podcast too it's called chill cactus but uh thanks for bringing me on the show I'm really excited yeah, well, thank you for coming on, and thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, this is technically part two, guys, so if you want to see part, part one, come to my uh, podcast. You can get a little insight into our convo there. But Yeah, I told them that. It's funny. We're actually recording on the day that my episode comes out on, on yours. Oh, yeah, that's true. Of to- Okay, today's, uh, for anyone today's who Monday. listens to this yeah. later, this is going to be <laughs> August 10th. We're recording this, but yeah, last week, uh, Angelie and I... Uh, recorded an episode together and it was a lot of fun and we even talked about Andrew Garfield so if you want to check that out I'm like it's a long one so maybe this one's going to be a long one too you don't know but it was entertaining you know I think 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 even when I was recording it with you it went flew by I was like oh crap like looking at the time and stuff that's what I like about podcasting just kind of flows so and you kind of like lose track of time and you're just kind of like oh shit like (laughs) I didn't even I think that's the fun in it (laughs) but I also mentioned um I gave a little shout out to Caitlin um she was kind of the one that in a way introduced us to each other true shout out Caitlin yeah without her this wouldn't have happened so yeah thank Caitlin for uh, the content (laughs) yeah exactly maybe we can all have an episode us three like we talked about in your episode so that should be fun but, okay, to start off, I always start off every episode with talking about things that I almost cried about in the past week. So, is there anything that you almost cried about? Yes. Okay. So, it's music-related because I feel like music's really powerful and how it can really just take you to a time or place or feeling. Yeah. So, um, it was a Mac Miller song because I've been getting really into his music lately. Even when he passed, I was kind of like a casual fan. And then I just really started to like uh, read about his story and how he wrote his music. And he was just a really charismatic, down-to-earth dude. Anywho, to answer the question, it was a song <laughs> called uh, Good News. And, oh, that's uh, a good one. Yeah, that's a really tough song to listen through. To go into detail, it's like, it's one of the singles off his album, Circles. I'm pretty sure most people have heard about it because it was the single to promote the album. But um, 
it really talks about how you're really, you know, you want a day of peace, like thoughts always like tormenting you and stuff. And I really resonated with that song. And January was like a pretty tough time for me. So even like a week ago, I remember it came up in my shuffle and I was like, ah, oh, shit, not again. Like, I really love the song, but it always makes me tear up. I mean, maybe as time passes, but that song's just really powerful to me. And yeah, that, that definitely always makes me either tear up or actually like get a tear down or crying. So yeah, that whole album for me, when it came out, I mean, obviously he had already passed away. And I remember the exact moment when I found out that he passed away. I was at my old job, like in the bag, and I just looked at my phone like, no way. Like, I couldn't believe that that happened. And I was pre- a pretty big fan. So I was really, really sad. And I think I cried a little bit too. But when Good News came out and then the whole album, it was just, it kind of just was a reminder that, you know, he's gone now. And it's bums you out yeah and like a little fun fact if you guys didn't know but on the song i can't or i can see there's actual vocals of ariana grande like doing the background of the song yeah i i think i read somewhere that she like wanted to do a homage or like be uh involved in his last album and like she put you can tell when you go to that song you like she has a very distinct voice which i think is really important for most like successful artists like to make you stand out and i'm like oh that's ariana grande like i can totally tell from Mm -hmm. like the tone and voice and uh yeah no that album was really well crafted and i cherish it a lot and i think what's funny too is uh before he passed away i think a month a month ago in like august is when his album swimming came out and it also was the same day astroworld came out and For the first interview, if you guys listen to that, I'm a big Travis Scott fan, but I was like, wow, Mac Miller also came out on the same day. This is a great week for music. I I remember that week vividly. I was like at Heart Summer and uh, the albums dropped and I was just like, wow, music is great. (laughs) And I was looking at the merchandise and it was like, there was this really cool minimalist sort of, I guess, design on the swimming hoodie. And it was like the front was swimming, but it went like, it started with S at the top and slowly it would like go down and like spell out swimming. And then the back was like this huge, uh, wave with like the, I don't know that famous painting, you know, with the wave, like Um, that's kind of like, um, I don't know. God, it looks, it has a really distinct style, but yeah, but it was really similar to that. And it was like an orange dark blue hoodie. And it was, I was like, wow, this is really like, well-designed and stuff. And I didn't really pull the trigger at the time because uh, 2018, it's like, you know, still minimum wage and stuff and yeah, <laughs> not working a lot of hours because <laughs> both of us at the time, like two, what, we were juniors yeah. in college? Yeah. yeah. So wasn't making a lot of money. I was like, ah, oh, I can't do this hoodie. And then a month later, he passed away. I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is too surreal. Like, I don't know how to react because I was like, just starting to get into him. And I know this is kind of like a little uh, long tangent, but the ending of this story is basically like the last time I saw him was in Long Beach. It was called Smokers Club. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, and he performed there and there was like Kid Cudi that also was a headliner. And uh, there were some other artists that had a really good time there. But um, yeah, his performance was really good. And I'm like, wow, he's live. And then just to like four months later or five, like he's gone. I was like, 
Jeez, that's like, so crazy to me. Yeah. It's so crazy how from like one day to another or just like one minute to the other, you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, life's short. You know, as cheesy as it's, it's, you really want to live it even on the mundane days, you know, practice yeah. gratitude and then you start to look at each day as like a blessing. It's like, wow, this is, life is cool. <laughs> yeah, that actually reminds me. I was listening to Amine's new album, Limbo, and mm, he has the interlude such a for good Kobe. Album. And just listening to that, it's like, what, like 40 seconds or something? But listening to that little snippet was like made me sad because I grew up idolizing Kobe. Like That's my dad's idol. And, you know, Lakers have always played a really big role in all of our lives here, at least here in my in my house. But like hearing that little interlude, I was just like, I got so sad. But talking about like Mac Miller, that kind of reminds me how I remember that day where Kobe passed away, like. It's like the world knew. It was such a gloomy, sad day. Yeah, like and the world stopped. Yeah, and it's like you just don't know from one day to the next. Like someone might not be there, which is so, so scary. I live, I live like five minutes away from the Mamba Academy, which is the place he was trying to fly to with the helicopter. Unfortunately, it crashed, but yeah. he was flying there with his uh, daughter. And uh, I walked over there, and there was like tons of memorabilia it was almost, it was like whoa this is really Jeez. surreal and it was so like a really powerful spot and then like they're talking about changing the name and every time i pass it it just now they rebranded it, it just says sports academy and i'm like wow like this this is real he's really gone and like even when i'm 40 because he passed away at 41 i believe mm-hmm. it's like i can't even talk to my kids and be like hey like there's kobe on the tv he's doing sports analysis like I'll have to tell him stories about uh, how, you know, how great of a basketball player was. But even outside of basketball, like his advocacy for women's sports is incredible. And it's yeah. going to like grow now even more. And and I hope that like people, <laughs> people make a ton of jokes about like the WNBA and stuff. And I don't really, it's like, they're not really tasteful even then. Like I know like in society, a lot of people like to make jokes and stuff and some of them land well, but whenever it deals with women's sports, it always comes off really like misogynistic and stuff. So, um, but then like when they always use like Kobe as like a kind of a figure to be like, Oh, you know, he, he advocated for sports and those people like sometimes like get over the edge and they're like, okay, like now I can believe in it. So (laughs) hopefully with his passing, like we can make strides there, but yeah, that was yeah, a little definitely. ramble. <laughs> it's funny, actually, since you, you live close to Mamba Academy, which I didn't know that they changed the name to just Sports yeah, Academy. Which is the really state wanted to change it. Yeah, so Jeez. that's a bummer, Wa- so, like driving by that. Yeah, I actually live basically next door to um, Chatsworth Academy, which is a private school, but they just sold the campus to another school that's going to be like a sports school. And I guess it's kind of an extension of Mamba Academy or now Sports Academy, which is like ironic that hmm. we both live near, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Mamba Sports Small Academies. World, yeah. Right? And, but, uh, oh, wait, one, one little thing yeah. before I forget. So when you were talking about Limbo, yeah, like that 40-second snippet of Amine talking. Like, uh, in 2016, you know, the huge single, Caroline, that everyone was jamming yeah. at that time in that summer. And he's really grown as an artist through then. And then, like, just getting that perspective of... He's 26. He's only four years older than me. And he just sounds so wise and, like... But he had such a good point. He's like, wow, like, Kobe died. Like, 
do I need to get my life to get like, I'm 26, like what's going on? And, and then the clip just ends and it rolls into the next song and it's kind of like yeah. food for thought. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's crazy. It made me like, I guess, kind of reflect on myself as well because I kind of had the same idea or the same feeling that, you know, Kobe at the age of 17, he was already pushing into the NBA and trying his best and had that, you know, mama mentality. But now I'm 22 as well. And it's just kind of like, okay, like, I need to have that same mentality and like go for what I want and go for my dreams and and put my best effort and best foot forward into whatever it is that I want. And it definitely is a reminder that life is so short and you have to go for what for whatever it is that you want. And yeah, I mean, I agree with Amine and with what you were saying. It is definitely a wake up. Yeah, he was a big motivator for me in January. Like I would put the pie chart as 35% like Kobe's passing really made me look at myself and be like, Hey, like do that thing you were thinking about and you had doubts, but just push through it and like really channel Mamba mentality. I remember that whole month I was just brainstorming whether it was like working on myself physically, mentally, even, uh, creatively. I was like, I need a, unfortunately, like let's turn this, you know, suffering and sadness into something positive. And, yeah. uh, you know, grieve in your own way. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use my feelings towards Kobe's passing as a way to either improve on myself or this may sound cheesy, but like not let him down because I really looked up to him through my whole life. And I feel like if I ever had a conversation with him, I would be like, Kobe, you inspire me so much. I want to, I want to do good in the world and be the best individual that I can be. And hopefully like, you'll be proud of me, even though I've never met him. Cause the last time I saw him was at a, it was November of last year. It was a Hawks game. And uh, he, what's rare is that he usually doesn't go to Lakers games anymore. But the yeah, reason he came to that one yeah. is because uh, his daughter was a huge fan of the Hawks point guard, Trey Young. So they were playing the Hawks that night, and it was a surprise. And he came courtside. And so I you have were like, at it's, that game? Yeah, I was at oh that God. game. With my friend Matt, shout out him if he listens <laughs> to this. But um, yeah, it was it was crazy because I didn't expect him to be there, and they put him on the screen, and I got it on video on my phone, and I was oh like, "I love you, God. Kobe," and st- and like they put him on the screen, and the amount of cheering and just like the vibe in that the stadium was incredible. Insane. Oh, it was incredible. Like I- I'll never forget that. Especially now, it's just. When I look back at that video, it's like sad because like, oh, that's the last time I really saw him in person. But, you know, in that moment, it was like joy because it was so cool seeing my idol. And yeah. usually everyone in California and even SoCal's idol in like person. So I always cherish that moment of yeah. seeing him. So I think I've only had the opportunity to watch him play once, like, but years and years ago. And I just remember, again, like the Lakers have always been my dad's team and like my family's team so being able to physically be at a game was so exciting and I can just imagine the energy being at that Hawks game and Kobe being there like that must have been incredible yeah it was just like wow like it words really can't describe that feeling of just because he was bigger he was was the term larger than life Mm -hmm. like he really transcended more than just basketball he was like an icon so yeah for sure. And then now mama mentality is just like, everybody knows what that is. And like, once you say it, like you already know what, what you have to have and what you have to do. So that's crazy how he completely changed and influenced an entire world. Like 
there will never be anybody else that has that same kind of influence. Yep, there only will be one Kobe Bryant. Rest in yep. peace. Rest in peace. But kind of speaking on mentality, kind of transitions pretty well. Um, you know, Kobe's already always had a very positive mentality, but a lot of the times, you know, mental our mental health isn't always the greatest, and we're not always in the best moods possible. But you know, we always try to push through. And I know. For you and for myself as well, mental health is one of the most important aspects of our lives and we're really big advocates on it and we like to speak on it and try to bring as much attention to it as possible. Um, So for a lot of us, you know, the mental, the state of our mental health influences our entire lives from like the way we view the world and how we get along with other people and treat them and how we even treat ourselves. And like I said, I know that speaking up on mental health um, and helping others is something important to both of us. So, Jeff, how how have you become so outspoken and so passionate about this subject? Well, Angelie, I think the reason why I started to become more of an advocate for it is because of personal experience. I think even in this year, just seeing the effects of really focusing on my mental health and knowing that I'm not a perfect person and that I have flaws and that that's okay, but I can always improve on myself to be a better individual for my community, my friends, and just, you know, even like the world, because uh, I definitely had some self-destructive tendencies that I wasn't aware of. And then when I fixed them, I was like, wow, like being mindful and just recognizing your flaws is kind of like a really beautiful thing because then you realize, you know, makes you feel like, well, you're not conceited because, you know, you're, you're accepting your yeah. flaws and stuff, but also that I knew I wasn't alone and even like Reddit, YouTube, Discord, there's sometimes there's these servers you can chat into. And I remember throughout this year, I would kind of lean on others for support. And it really shows that like people like human nature and people, I, I tend to, this is probably really optimistic, but I think we all have the capacity to be very, very uh, compassionate and empathetic towards others. And I think in the past, I was, I was kind of, I wasn't as much as a giver, um, but now I definitely feel more fulfilled when I make someone's day or, you know, pop a joke or just them being like happy and whatever I can like provide and just like my presence, like I want to make it a good impact. And, uh, what's, what's great about it too, is that it doesn't really end. You can always improve till, you know, the day you die. I know that, (laughs) that, that statement probably sounds morbid, but what I'm trying to say is that you never are satisfied and there's always room for improvement. So each day you can look at it as like, Ooh, what can I do today? That's going to make my life and others' lives better. Like, even if it's point-tenth of a percent, you could be proud in that. So that's my mindset going forward with it. And uh, I feel like it's really changed my mindset. And I, I've only been around for 22 years. I know I'm still, like, naive, and that maybe my view of the world's a little too uh, optimistic to where it kind of gets delusional. However, i rather have somewhat of a more positive mindset than one that's negative and pessimistic and jaded because life isn't supposed to be lived like that in my opinion um it kind of makes like people that like strive for 
milestones or even hustle culture i that really showcases like the negative aspects of humans in terms of like greed or you know own selfish wants and but yeah that's that's kind of why i got more into mental health because i've seen the effects that it helps with me and i feel great about it so i'm like i want to bring more awareness to it and just share my experience with it and maybe give people more of a push or like some motivation that grows in within themselves to like work on themselves because I find it to be very uh, like um, fulfilling and just, it makes me feel good for, yeah. you know, to just put it simply. Yeah, it definitely does. I want to touch on a couple of things that you talked about, which is trying to have, you know, a positive mindset because I'm kind of the same way where, you know, I've definitely had my struggles with um, mental health more with, like anxiety a little bit and just um I guess keeping that positive mentality I've always been known as being very being the girl that views everything as the glass glasses half full um so I've always had these expectations or at least I feel like I have put these expectations on myself to always be that person that looks on the brighter side for other people and being the person that uplifts everybody and sometimes it's hard to kind of keep that up because there's days where you just don't feel like you really can and for me it's always been really important to have that positive mindset but I also have to remind myself you know not everyone's gonna have good happy days you kind of have to let yourself definitely feel um which I don't know sometimes for me it's pretty hard to allow myself to feel my feelings if that makes sense yeah, and no, I, I totally relate with that, especially with anxiety. When you're in the midst of it, it's really hard to take yourself out of it because it's almost like a downward spiral. You know, you keep worrying and worrying. You're trying to self-soothe yourself from those tendencies in your mind of being like, oh, I'm really fixated on this. And uh, yeah, and then you feel like those bad days can last forever. And you're like, wow, like I really hope the next day is. Or you're just like, when you're in the thick of it it's tough but I always think that you know you give it time and then when you kind of look back maybe a month or everyone heals in a different way but let's say like two months and you look back at that day and you're like oh um there's this thing called a fading effect bias and I think yeah as humans it's as time passes negative things you associated with don't seem as bad it's kind of like an example um when you're sick, when you get really sick, when you look back, you're like, oh, I remember being really sick, but I don't really remember the pain of it or the symptoms or exactly what I felt at this time in that day. However, you can like look back on it and be like, oh, oh yeah, I was just sick that day. And uh, I'm trying to remember what I was trying to go with that there. but <laughs> No, I but think, I get what you yeah. mean. I've definitely had, like, I'll have a cold for a week. And I remember being in the midst of that and just thinking like, Oh my God, I can't wait until I feel normal. Like I can't breathe out of my nose. Like I forget what it feels like to breathe normally out of my nose. And I guess sometimes when you're in that kind of negative headspace, you can kind of feel the same way. It's like, God, like why can't I feel normal again or whatever normal is, you know, but you definitely get into that vibe or that kind of headspace where it's like, God, like I just need, to do everything that I possibly can to get out of this. And you feel so helpless. At least this is how I feel. Like I feel helpless and kind of overwhelmed. Like I'm being swallowed by all these 
I I wouldn't say negative thoughts, but definitely not the normal day-to-day thoughts that I have when I'm not in such an anxious headspace. Yeah, and like, oh, I totally, (laughs) I can relate to that overwhelmed (laughs) feeling because especially on days where I don't work, because I usually work mornings, so I believe in this, uh, I guess, ideal of momentum, like, you start your day making your bed, you know, you you have a good nutritious breakfast and then you may work out. And then as you build movement for the day, your tasks that are maybe more challenging or stuff you don't want to do, you kind of feel more motivated. And mindset is super important because if your mindset is negative, your outlook on life is going to be negative. And don't get me wrong, I'm not always positive and you know, there's day, there's definitely days when I'm negative and it's really hard to get out of it. And sometimes I just have to let my, you know, feel my feelings and just accept that today is a bad day and that's okay. Because, excuse me, but, um, (laughs) when you have bad days, you kind of appreciate the good ones when they come because you're like, okay, like, you know, not every day is going to be like this. I'm going to be present and just enjoy the day as it is. That's like, um, that's like good compared to the bad days. And then you can also, even on your bad days, learn more about yourself because when everything's, you learn so much (laughs) because when everything's fine and dandy, you can just be like, well, you know, this is a great day. Like (laughs) I'm traveling, I'm with friends and you kind of just tune out and don't like everyone needs those kind of days and stuff. But unfortunately with bad days, it's like, Oh, you know, you're, you're more in your head it's it's more negative and you know you're just kind of feeling like ah like the universe is against me today however you can kind of flip that and be like okay i like i like to have conversations with myself or really challenge my thoughts that's what i do whenever i'm starting to feel negative because that's what's been working for me everyone else is different however on those bad days i learn okay whenever i'm in a bad mood i tend to hang on to it or like I just kind of get fixated on it and I don't want to get up and get my body moving. So lately when I'm starting to be like, Oh, like I'm fixated on like planning for the podcast or like I'm really agitated. Right. And I just can't really relax and just watch a movie or just watch a YouTube video or just focus on like one little activity. So what I like to do is like, okay, now that I'm feeling anxious and uncomfortable, I'm going to work out or I'm going to go on a walk or do something or even read or shut off my phone and listen to some calming music or whatever. Everyone else is different, as I said. But um, because when I do that, it gets the endorphins flowing. And usually when endorphins are flowing, your body feels good. And then like, you'll be surprised, like, like you can kind of just like snap your fingers and boom, like you're starting to feel better. It's not going to be instantaneous, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, I definitely agree. I've tried a lot of different methods in trying to like get myself up again, up and moving. And I feel like I try to have that mentality of go, go, go and kind of push through. But then I have to sit back and say like, no, Angelie, like, it's okay. You don't have to be go, go, go all the time. You can chill out and stay in and watch Netflix in your bed all day. And that's okay. Um, Is there any time that you feel guilty that you feel this way sometimes oh, or guilty of course, that you take of course. time for yourself <laughs> I definitely do <laughs> and it sucks because I think when if we removed our peers social media and just expectations 
we would be able to enjoy those activities. But unfortunately, we live in a world that's very hustle. And it's like, wow, you have the internet and everything. The possibilities are endless. Like, what are you doing sitting on your ass, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it sucks because you kind of have to tune that out or realize like, hey, today, like work is as important as rest and you need balance in your life. And people that just, you know, work themselves to the bone, maybe they like it short term, but I don't know, like your health kind of declines. That's a really, and I really value health a lot because without health, you can't work. You can't really, you know, if you have poor health, everything else in your life just kind of falls apart. Yeah, It's a domino effect for sure. And like you can, I mean, don't get me wrong. I procrastinate a lot. And sometimes I definitely have more of an approach where things it's like, hmm, okay, I could do it today, but I'm going to leave it off to another day. And that's, I've been working on myself a lot with that. And that's still a work in progress. However, I'm also that type of person that's like, okay, like there's two days left to do this. Like I'm going to like wait to the last end and do it. And at least I'll get it done. However, that causes a ton of unnecessary stress. And that can be, like, um, with stress, I've learned through this book I've been reading about, like, how to control fears and uh, stress, basically, like a self-help book. Um, there's one thing of, like, with cortisol, like, developing in your body, like, you won't notice it, but if that builds up, like, long-term effects of that could be pretty bad for your health. So I'm like, I want to avoid that. Let's see if there's <laughs> ways to, like, fix that shit because... I ain't yeah, trying, trying to be like a stress ball. Yeah, no one wants to be a stress ball. I mean, surprise, surprise, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely have had those days where I feel like. So a lot of people say that our generation, more millennials, and kind of afterwards, we tend to have a lot more struggles with mental health and maybe with anxiety and stress and depression and and, and more so. But we definitely have had um, those. Sorry, um, we definitely have. <laughs> We're jamming out, yeah. I, mean, I know my you. sister's like <laughs> playing music right now. I like it. It's like ambiance. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> that caught concert. me completely off guard. But yeah, like as, as I was saying, millennials and generations afterwards, I feel like we struggle a little bit more with mental health. And I think that maybe social media may have a little bit to do with that. Like, I feel like social media has created this space where we think that everybody's life is perfect. And that's what I kind of talked about in one of my last episodes where social media, people just post what they want other people to see. And it's not always reality. It's so tough too, like just trying to take a step back and not get wrapped up into it all. Like yeah. uh, likes, engagements, followers, all that stuff. And I feel like with guys, from my perspective, it's a little bit easier to kind of step away from that. And I like, 100% agree with unfortunately that. Unfortunately, with girls, is like how our society has built up value with likes and attention and just. Uh, followers and self war it's pretty toxic and it's un- it's really sad but i think we're making great strides especially in 2020 um i don't know at least with our age group i don't know if i would call myself a millennial maybe we're more gen z but it's like we're like right at the cutoff so yeah, it's confusing I what, what to, to call, call myself, myself. 
<laughs> I say Gen Z because I think the end of millennials was 95 or 96. See, I always and I'm hear an- different ones. I always hear 96 or like 94 or something like that. But well, I'm 97, so I guess we were the, I'm the we're, start we're of the Gen cusp. Z. We're yeah, like we're on the cusp. Very. So I like to associate myself with the TikTok generation. So I'm going to say Gen Z because that's <laughs> oh a great God. image. I'm like the opposite. I want to stay away from the TikTokers, <laughs> but I know that unfortunately it's just part of our generation. Yeah. And, but it's, yeah, it's crazy. Just, uh, it's hard to, some days, like I'm still working on that, just sitting down and just kind of wanting to enjoy my, uh, alone time and relaxing because I would just be caught up in my thoughts being anxious. And, uh, I've been pretty open that I see a therapist and stuff, but, um, for your listeners, I, I go to therapy and I really like it a lot because, yes, there's some days where it's kind of like they're just a soundboard and you're just kind of rambling. But sometimes you need that type of person to listen to you like that's going to have an unbiased perspective and you can feel comfortable with them. And I've I've actually really appreciated that lately. But there's also days where you kind of really delve deep into your tendencies and stuff. And he's like, oh, why don't you enjoy your long time? And I was like, as you said, I'm like, oh, I always feel like I have a need to do something or mm-hmm. I'm wasting my time or I'm being a bum, right? Yeah. These negative like thoughts that are affected from stuff that I look at, which is social media, influencers, celebrities, you name it. Anything that kind of influences us, you know, our generation to be like go-getters and that can be really toxic. And it's, and it's also got to the point where it affected my mental health. So I was like, okay, uh, this shit is not fun <laughs> at all. I want to get out of this as quickly as possible, or at least find ways to more like, uh, Maybe like get around it and cope. With yeah. It so, more, yeah. yeah. So definitely been more like, okay, I'm just going to focus on something and be grateful for it or just kind of start to enjoy like the smaller things in life, which has helped, but don't get me wrong. There's definitely days where it still like gets me, especially if like, um, I think comparison is the thief of joy. I've said this before, but when you're comparing yourself to other social media pages or how other podcasts are doing, like for our field, making it relatable, but just, Mm -hmm. you can kind of get like, Oh, I'm comparing myself. Like it's making me feel shitty. So I'm trying to cut that out too. I think it's harder, I think, for us as well, because we are running, I mean, of course, we have our personal social medias, but then we have our quote-unquote business social media or Instagram pages for our podcasts, and sometimes you, I can find myself looking at other, I guess, podcasters and see, like, wow, like, their feed looks so good, and how do they create all these graphics, and they have such amazing, like, I don't know, just in general, I'll compare what I'm doing versus someone else. And it's like, you know, I have to remind myself, maybe that works for them. And if I try to strive to be like them, it may not work for me and I'll just add more stress onto myself. And I try to remind myself that sometimes the stress that I am feeling is because I'm putting it onto myself and thinking that I need to do unnecessary things. And I think it goes hand in hand with what you said earlier, which was, you know, we're never satisfied with anything. And so we're always striving for more. And I think that kind of goes with the fact that I... Do and I think with what I do and I'm just like, I'm never happy. I'm never happy. And I wanted to like add on to that basically. Like when you said, uh, cause I think it's super tough to hear when, when someone tells you like, Oh, you're really hard on yourself. You never really look at yourself and be like, I'm not that hard on myself, Yes, but exactly. 
it's like, you know, your trusted family and friends, they know you pretty well to know, like, if you can tell you're either, you know, what's up? Like, how are you feeling today? You seem a little off. And especially if they say, oh, you're working, like, uh, no, not working. You're a little hard on yourself today. And you kind of have to, like, take that in consideration because then it makes you think, oh, wait, maybe I am. Maybe I'm, like, putting... It's it's really good to have high expectations and goals, but not like everyday like high expectations. Maybe like in the far future, just having like some sort of direction. However, you don't want to make every day is like, oh crap, Thursday. I didn't really, I didn't work out today, and I didn't really plan anything for the podcast. Like, what am I doing? Like, this is not going anywhere. Like, I failed for today. That that would be a pretty good example of maybe high expectation and being really hard on yourself. Because it's like, oh, you're taking the fun out of things, right? You can even make, apply it to more serious things, too, with, like, yeah. uh, work and just trying to work on yourself. Like, oh, you can you can take the day off. It's fine. Like, Yeah. I definitely find myself in that kind of predicament. And in work especially, um, I'll be asked to do these, like, five different tasks. And I'll say yes because it's like, oh, they trust me and, you know, they need to get it done. So I'll get it done for them or um, they're really counting on me and I feel pressure from other people. And, and then I stress myself out and I feel overwhelmed. And people, numerous people have told me, you know, like, you don't always have to say yes. Like, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say, hey, you know, I'm really on a time crunch and I have to finish this. I wish I could help you, but I just can't right now, maybe later. And it's so hard for me to kind of say no and it's a work in progress I feel like with all of us of course it's every day is a work in progress where we have to learn and adapt and and get to know ourselves a bit better but every day I find out more about myself and the workspace has definitely put definitely pushed me and has been an advantage in learning more about how I work and how I operate um but for you, I wanted to ask, like, what are some of the things that have worked for you in terms of, you know, having a better mentality or outlook on life or just feeling better in general? I know you mentioned like therapy and I've always wanted to try out therapy because, um, you know, I can rant for a while and just vent. But how has all of that helped you and what are some of the methods that have helped you? Hmm. Okay, that is a really good question. So definitely, I think for my like, my foundation is therapy. So that's helped me like figure out other techniques that I wouldn't have known without therapy. So that's been really helpful because it's more of like, oh, we're, it's like a check-in basis of, with yourself. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm doing well. Like I'm going steady. And it also makes you appreciate that life is pretty, um, it's not linear. It's up and down. There's definitely like I'll, I'll string together like three weeks that are good and then one week's bad. And then I kind of get like negative, like, oh, it's the progress. It feels like I'm not making any progress. I'm back to like my thoughts or like my obsessive thoughts. So it's good to like be aware of those things. So that's helped me a lot. Um, working out because physically you feel good about yourself. Uh, chemically, you get all these feel good uh, chemicals <laughs> going in your brain and stuff. Is, and it, is it dopamine or... Or serotonin? Which one is it? Um, that's a great two. question. I know endorphins fire off. I think oh, it's yeah. more dopamine <laughs> or dopamine. What What am I saying? Okay. Dopamine. <laughs> because you feel, I think that's more of like a feel good. And then serotonin is usually from, I, I don't know when serotonin usually fires off. I think it's when 
mostly you're in a relationship or like intimacy is more serotonin based mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it, it's like a like a like attachment chemical like you feel good with your partner or person oh, or lover or whatever yeah like um especially I don't like I know the difference and I'm just learning <laughs> through you. yeah but you know maybe I'm rambling I'm just talking out of my ass but that's what I basically know about that like but fu- feel free for anyone is- to you know correct me on that <laughs> like I'm okay with that but uh yeah so that's been helping a lot um reading self-help books I know that's not for everyone but you can kind of take bits and pieces from it and be like oh I'm definitely going to try that out like one that I've really liked is uh a book I would really recommend. It's an easy read and I like how it's formatted because it's more like a text block of being the philosopher and student. And it's called the, it's something, oh yeah, the courage to be disliked. And it's like, why, why would I, (laughs) and it's like, why would you want to be disliked? However, you know, you don't take a book for, what is it for its title? What's the saying? Like don't, don't for its cover. cover. Yeah. Thank that you. One? Yeah. God, I really, I really butchered that, but, um, yeah, you don't want to look at the cover of it. And I think what's in it is really nice because, uh, it's, it's definitely the format's really easy to follow and there's, it's split up into five nights and each night has a lesson you can learn. And, uh, one thing that I've really gathered from the book that I find is really profound is that most of our problems and worries are formed through interpersonal relationships oh my god yes so i couldn't kind of kind of step back and it's like a little food for thought but it's like wow that's so true even if uh and it also talks about how you like when you're going through your life you have your own problems and goals and that the other person has their own problems and goals and that you want to find a way to where they don't interlink in interpersonal relationships so yeah that's a little bit about the book that's helped me a lot i've really liked reading because it definitely helps me just focus on what i'm looking at and trying to absorb the information to either help me in an anxious state or just feel better or even like more long-lasting effects is like um god i have really a lot of burps today but um (laughs) i'm just drinking water so i don't like have like dry throat don't worry. But, uh, I always burp. I burp yeah. a lot. And when I FaceTime yeah, my friends, they're like, it's not a FaceTime call with Angie if she doesn't burp. And I'm like, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's, it's so I don't care at this point. All right. Well, that's good to know. But um, also, uh, I've been trying to do meditation, but that's I think that's my weaker area. It's definitely my weakest. But I know that it could be really helpful because... I think in a way it's almost like, oh, I don't really want to sit with myself and be uncomfortable and like examine my thoughts. So that's been a work in progress, but I've known that when I do try it, I always usually feel really calm and peaceful after it. Mm -hmm. You kind of, it's like a weird feeling. I remember when I did it, it was like a deep body relaxation. Like I just felt really centered and, uh, yeah, that everyone should definitely try it. Um, I don't really practice it frequently. I think that's the end goal. However, I've definitely seen like even like a day effect of it. And uh, it was really cool. So yeah, I've been, that's I've some been of the wanting, stuff I've been doing. Yeah. Meditation has always been something that has interested me a lot. And I even bought a book on how to practice meditation 
kind of for beginners because obviously I have no experience with it but I've only done it once like you said and I can see how in just one day I felt a difference and the way that I did it is I would step outside and um, at my old house we had kind of a waterfall so having that also kind of helped me get more tranquil and kind of get out of I guess my house like I, I would be outside of my house of course but <laughs> it would take me mentally to like a different yeah place I get what you're saying. that's just funny <laughs> yeah it just gets me out of the house physically to see this waterfall yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I I think so too I think meditation is something that I've been wanting to get into and also just reading in general I'm not a big reader but my mom lately has well she's always read a lot and she has a lot of self-help books and I've always told myself, okay, like one day you're just going to, you're going to read them. Cause she has that one book that I, I think everybody has read at least once or something, or maybe not, but that one book, it's a yellow cover and it's called, I think you are a badass or something like that. And yeah, I've heard of that book. Yeah. So I know a lot of people that have read it and I have yet to do it. And I don't know, I think maybe just in the past, I haven't been reading the right books, but I really want to get into reading some more because I know it's helped a lot of people. Just like you said, it's it's helped you a lot. So yeah, and like, yeah, you should. It's it's definitely like when you read like a really good book, it doesn't even have to be self-help. You can even like just read whatever interests you and usually like you never really regret reading like you, like you <laughs> never true. like finish a book or an article and you're like, man, I hated reading that. Like, why did I like, you don't usually end a book and not get one thing from it. So I always think it's more of a beneficial thing than a con whenever you read a book, even if it's not like the most interesting s- subject. Yeah. Um, for me, I think when it comes to social media, like we've just been discussing it, it's can be a positive but a negative thing but something that has helped me kind of stop myself from comparing myself to others is I follow you know a number of people but if I feel that I tend to look at their page and I'm like damn like I wish I was on their level or like I wish I was <laughs> so a little bit true more like I that. could totally relate with that yeah I like I'll, I'll still follow them but I'll mute them just for myself just so that I don't see them as often and if I do want to go look at their page that's I'll a just, great like, point look them up but I think I guess like keeping your circle or just the people that you follow on social media in general affects you a lot so I've tried to clean up as much as I possibly can to make my feed I guess or what is it? I don't know what it is. Your feed, I guess. Um, That's, just more yeah. positive? Or like, I wanted to, like... Me? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, like... Um, what I was trying to say, <laughs> but I didn't want to interrupt your thought, <laughs> oh. is that usually when we mute, block, or unfriend someone, people tend to take that more personally. Yeah, and I think I used to do that in the past, but... I think when you kind of take like a bigger lens, right. And you kind of examine it. Usually when people do that, it's for their own mental health and just like, let's put, for example, right. Everyone can relate to this. You know, you recently broke up and you, you, you see your ex's social media and all that. And you want to keep people do different things, right. They'll, they'll either lurk, keep tabs or just kind of like, Oh, I wonder what they're doing. Right. You know, you're in a very anxious mindset. So, uh, when you mute or block them, usually the thought of the two people that are involved in this relationship, they're like, oh, um, damn, like, 
this person hates me <laughs> or just doesn't want anything, like doesn't want to see me. And or you know, like, they're like, wow, it's like that. Okay. Like, I yeah. <laughs> and like, but you got to think like, we're all human at the end of the day. And like, you kind of have to be, this is where the like, compassionate component comes in. You know, both, you both formed something and now it's broken. So you're both hurting in different ways, you know, whether you're the dumpy or dumper and, uh, like they're just trying to heal and be happy just like you. And I think when you like in your context, not for a relationship, it was just more like, Oh, you're in that state of comparison and it's making you feel bad. So the best move is to either unfollow them, mute or block what you did. And it's like, that's like, you're following like the exact template for like how to handle like negative stuff like that, which is to just out of sight, out of mind kind of. Right. Yeah. And, uh, even though you mute or block them, you can still like, it's not permanent and you can kind of go out, but you have to kind of go out of your way to undo it. And by the time you're like doing all the steps to do it, you're like, what am I doing? Like, there's a yeah. reason I did this. It didn't make me feel good. So like, that's the motive or not motive, I guess the intention behind where people do that. And, uh, definitely in high school and stuff when I was younger, I used to take oh a lot God, of stuff so, personally it's so high school to like block someone and then I do find myself like looking at someone who I'm not friends with anymore or like I just don't talk to them as often I'll look at their Instagram or whatever it is and I'm like what am I doing like do I really care that much no I don't but it's like it's I it's don't impulsive know, it's yes it's yeah impulsive. and I th- it's like a really big argument of ego we all have egos and when they get hurt or or I guess challenged your brain can sometimes go in a really impulsive mindset. And definitely there's times where I would let anger or jealousy or just some uh, like negative emotion, right. Just get the better of me. And it was usually ego driven. It was like, Oh, they're making, they're making it, You just start doing a lot of I and me statements. And like this relates to mental health because of how we're usually really, motivated by our ego and not to say that it makes you selfish but usually like subconsciously you have decisions that are like oh i want to buy this because it's going to make me feel good or i'm gonna eat this because i know it has good benefits and like the presence of ego is important however you don't want the negative aspects to also control your life is what i'm trying to get at there (laughs) i think it goes with kind of like treating yourself to like with that whole idea of like i'm going to treat myself to make myself feel better and i feel like sometimes we can take advantage of that and not really recognize like okay why exactly are you treating yourself like are you treating yourself because you said oh i like i accomplished this so i'm going to reward myself with that or i've just been having a really rough day and i need it and it's like did you really have a rough day or are you just trying to justify treating yourself and sometimes it's hard to differentiate. Yeah, like, that's actually, actually a pretty good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard kind of just... to figure out, like, am I really doing this for the right reasons? Or am I doing it just because I'm, like, like what am I doing here? Like, why am I actually doing these? Like, what are, what are the motives behind it? And that's why it makes psychology and just behavior analysis, like, so interesting. I, there's this YouTuber I've been listening to, and it kind of goes into depth about how people interact with each other. And some of the ideals that I was just saying like a couple minutes ago, like he states on his videos and uh, I didn't know that four months ago. And it's like, wow, like learning that kind of stuff is uh, really insightful because um, I, I like to think that most people aren't manipulative. However, 
Like there's people. <laughs> yeah, and like that's probably me being like naive or because when you're though. when your game manipulated, it's crazy because it's like you don't really know you are until someone tells you like outside yes. or oh, like an outside God, perspective, yes. whether it's work, family, pe- like even social media, like someone has an agenda against you and it, it's kind of scary because it can be so subtle and it's just like deeply rooted. So, and it sucks because you kind of want to try to justify their actions and it's like, well, maybe they just didn't realize that they were doing it. Yeah. Or maybe oh, they just boy. didn't mean it so, that way. And it's like, dude, no, like snap out of it. They knew exactly what they were doing. Like stop. But it's like, you have this person in such a good light in your life that it's like, no, I can't see them opposite. Like it's just, there's no way until someone else does point it out. And yeah. And your brain plays tricks on you, especially when, yeah, it's tough because it's like habits and stuff and you have to be really mindful of those and try to reframe your brain in a way, especially like whenever you're grieving or just dealing with loss, you really have to be careful with that. Because it can really go bad really quick if you're not aware of your behaviors or how your anxiety is driving you to certain actions. Like, you can argue, like, denial and anger, like, all that stuff. Like, the classic stages of that can really trickle into the rest of your life when you're going through hardship. So, all all good stuff there, but... (laughs) Yeah. Wow. We... Honestly, I'm so glad that we had this conversation because I think it's... It's fun and interesting talking to people that you know like on a day-to-day basis that you talk to on a day-to-day basis and you can talk about this stuff but sometimes getting someone like an outsider quote-unquote outside perspective on everything helps you too and it kind of just reminds you like oh shit like I'm not the only person that's like feeling this way and then like just hearing certain points that you bring up it's like oh my god yes like someone is saying it or someone can put into words because I feel like for me I can feel certain things, but I never know how to actually say them. Like, I know exactly what I'm feeling, but I can't verbally explain it to somebody else. And when you're just dealing with yourself and, you know, your own thoughts, it can be a really, like, alone feeling. And I basically just want to say, like, you guys aren't alone. I know everyone says it a lot. However, um, not like I'll know your situation. You won't know mine, vice versa. However, our feelings and behaviors and certain stuff that we react to are similar and it's just it's good to know that you know you aren't alone you know we can all band together and be really support each other and I think that's a great thing as humans so yeah and like I talked we both talked about it in your our episode on chill cactus is that we want kind of our podcast to be that community where everyone's allowed to feel what they feel and just know that they aren't alone as cheesy as that is but it's like we want to be able to be that voice for for others who may feel you know maybe not ready to really talk about it yeah and like when people that you respect their opinion or even want to tune into um and they say some stuff that you relate to like when we're you know, that's why all those memes that are like relatable memes blew up so much like three <laughs> years ago because like, oh, that's so relatable and you can kind of feel with that. But in a more serious context, when you hear someone going through the same shit as you're going through and you're like, wow, I can really resonate with this person or maybe learn something from their pain that I can apply to my life to feel better. I think that's like a really cool, vulnerable um like way of expressing yourself. So I like I aim for my message to 
you know, let's, let's have fun, be casual and stuff. However, I don't want to really stray away from serious topics at that we all deal with, but I always want to like put a little, you know, a little Jeff edge on there or my little (laughs) spin on it. But, um, yeah, I don't want to just be completely ignorant to the negatives of life. So, yeah, of course. And I think a lot of the times it's pretty taboo to talk about mental health or just like the negative side of your mental health. And I want to be able to make people feel comfortable enough to talk about it and just be like, it's it's okay to talk about it. And it's okay to feel that way. Because a lot of the times, at least for me, I didn't really share much of my struggles with people because I thought they would judge me or tell me, you know, it's just a phase. Like you'll get over it. But it's like, what if I don't? And it's not a phase. Like I feel like a lot of people don't love to talk about these kind of subjects. And I feel like it's important for us who do have this sort of platform. It may not be the biggest platform, but we are influencing some people. And I think it's important. And we talked about it in our part one. And, you know, a little reminder, guys, check that out. <laughs> but uh, we talked about how even if our message even got to one person and impacted them in a way, like I would feel static about that like amazing because like i'm using the power of you know the internet to get my voice to someone that in more conventional ways i probably couldn't like a complete stranger i don't even know where they're from or how they're feeling or their mindset to when they tune into a podcast of you know either my show or yours but they can maybe get something from it i find that to be really cool yeah well, Jeff, I want to thank you so much for being so open and so Thank you. Honest. This was a blast. I had a really good time. <laughs> I had so much fun. I feel like both of our episodes are so different, but they like coincide in a way. I don't know how to explain it, but I had so much fun recording. Like I said in my intro, like hopefully we can maybe in the future do some more episodes together. Yeah, I'll be down. This is a fun collab. And, you know, I think we have a really good balance of keeping things light and fun, but also being you know, tackling like some really, you know, big topics and stuff, but still keeping it, you know, humble and stuff. So yeah, yeah I had a good time and, uh, you know, thanks for having me on. I think yeah, that's well, like a huge compliment. You, you know? like, Cause I now, now my on. face is, or name is associated with your podcast. So I wanted to make a great impression. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad that I was able to be the first podcast that you're on. Yeah. You know, when, when we both grow and become huge, you know, podcasts, <laughs> we can look back and be like, oh, yep, that's, that's our small beginning. So, Yeah. Well, let everyone know how and where they can find you. All right, guys. So this is the promo part of the podcast, as Angelie has given me the platform to. So... You guys can find me at on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. I don't know why I have a, a Facebook page. I think it's just <laughs> up there to just be like, oh, if another person tunes in. I don't really Family. tune into my Facebook page. But um, yeah, so Instagram is uh, chill uh, underscore cactus, two S's. And then, yeah, my Twitter is usually just, just Jeffrey Ricklin all together. And uh, my Instagram is Jeffrey underscore Ricklin. And I also have a Patreon as for support if you guys are rocking with me but um yeah that's an option and uh yeah and basically on all streaming platforms too got a little design that for the cover of chill cactus was from this artist named jane uh shout out her it's really good <laughs> like i i definitely couldn't do digital art like that so yeah i didn't give do my kudos either. To her. <laughs> yeah like you gotta outsource for those things but 
you know, I, I really appreciate her work on it and, uh, it looks great. So yeah, if you guys, uh, usually my Twitter is just kind of, you know, my thoughts on things and just kind of being silly with it, but everything else is kind of usually just more basic podcast stuff if you want to call it like that. But, uh, yeah, that's enough of me talk about my stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, thank you so much for coming and everyone, just another reminder to go listen to our episode over on Jeffrey's podcast, chill cactus, and make sure to follow promise. I won't cry on Instagram for more updates on the show. I love you all so much. Thank you again for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>